here on the dock with Pastor Troy and friends. On the dock.org, that is our website. You can hear my voice, guys. <coughs> Get used to that out there. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Lucas will do Finally his best to catch cold. me. Yeah, I've got my wife, Pat. It's either, it's between that and allergies, and it's rainy here. It's a I've got like a triple witching moment. That's in, bad. in the name of Jesus, I declare healing. I, I, I feel better than I sound. It's just all sitting right in the back of my throat. Yeah. So I'm on Sepaclor. I've got... I took everything but cold medicine. Cold medicine makes me so stupid. I can't remember on the doc.org every Tuesday and Thursday. So on the, we're all about conversations to propel you out of the shallows and into the deep. So come join us today. We're going to be on a ride. Lucas has got me tendered up the best he can. I know I still sound like Barry White, but but that's because okay. my voice, but he's done the best he can back there. So find us on YouTube. Hey, if you want to see how bad I look, go to YouTube, check it out, Spotify, iTunes. Beth looks so good, she's on the counter. And look, uh -huh. Lucas was over there in his white t shirt. He looks sharp today. Yep. He's yep. all ready to go. Yeah, this is like, I haven't worn a white t shirt in a while. I know. Yeah, yeah, you, this is weird for me. I know. You got, yeah, you got color on. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So go find us on our platforms Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermon as well. Facegram, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. Uh, those are our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us how we're looking today. And then please hit subscribe, like, notify, tell others about us. Help us pick up. Help us pick up viewers there, especially on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. We'd love to have you. And Facegram. And Facegram. Face <laughs> yeah, we don't really care about Facegram, so don't. I mean, you can watch us on Facebook, but we'd rather you watch us. We don't, really, I'd like you. We don't. Do we have Rumble? Yeah, we got Rumble. Yeah. Go watch us on Rumble. We need to at some point in time switch out Rumble for YouTube and make that our primary. But I like they, they, YouTube. I, YouTube looks so good, though. We look good. Yeah. We watched YouTube Psalms this week. And it looks so good. Lucas, it the, does. you have this looking so good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the yeah, production really quality great. is yeah. great. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're in the back of somebody's garage right now, and you make it look like <laughs> we're in this fancy studio in in Southern California, yeah. you know? And uh, no, garage, it, honey, no, I know. We're in a spot. We're in Studio a, a of the On the Dock Studio. This is a three, people know this is a three set studio. We're in an incredible yeah. luxury. Three luxury. <laughs> and Lucas is in the control booth. We, I mean, we're almost as nice. What's the guy, Crowder? Is it Crowder? That's yeah. Got the nice studio. He's got yeah. the guys that got all. It, I've noticed yeah. it takes three three guys to four. run all. Is it three he's got four? three or four well, guys. Yeah, that, that's because he has he has people like looking up stuff for him and posting it on his TV. Like there's like four guys up there. They're controlling everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like See, like we can like, have Alexis in here. No, but that. look, Lucas can do his own sound effects. Well, you got yeah. sound effects. To, no, you know, but Alexis. Can yeah. Be See, he's got like some dude that all he does is wait to do right, that. He's got yeah. like the sound dude. But yeah. if we were live streaming, we could have somebody like Alexis. Yeah, we could have Alexis. Yeah, right. we, that we ought to yeah. do that sometime. But we don't want. That's what like Joe Rogan. Does he yeah. has somebody controlling his screen for him about like everything he leaves? So, like, oh, so hey, go, he would, go look that up. You wouldn't yeah. be doing that. I wouldn't be doing this. Right, I, I, right. I'm like your other monkey. Yeah, I, I technically Instead, work for. Instead, he has me over here. Yeah. Oh shoot! What'd you forget? I looked up the. It, it was the wrong song. I told you. Okay. Well, the name of the song is actually "Who Are You?" And I was gonna. Cue oh, the CSI. Who, yeah, who? I was gonna cue it up and this is a start the Psalm show Volume Two correction. Who are you? <laughs> with the I'll, scream. Well, we're gonna come back to that. <laughs> yeah, we got that down. <laughs> wow, you guys nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, no practice. So okay. <laughs> You want to subscribe to this show. Let me just tell you, we look at hit like, notify, and you want to be a sponsor or partner because we wouldn't have been filling air. We've been talking about your product. So come on out, uh, be a partner, sponsor, and we will talk about you in a very positive way, unlike we would talk about Heron and Marion 
Pepsi-Cola and their terrible water. So we would never do that to you. <laughs> so, so no, the, yeah. What do they call that water? I keep that water. Oh, yeah. no, it's We don't want it. OnTheDoc.org. Check us out. Email us at info at onthedoc.org. Find out more about our show. Donna Kronuski, our executive producer, would love to talk to you. And I'm on studio with Mother Beth. You've already heard from her. Hi, Mom. You know my mom. <laughs> she's the mother of a name of many children across no, the nation. Yeah, she's the mother. Mother Beth's an honorary name given to her by you the tribe. I heard a pastor delivered. say that on TV the other day that if somebody introduces themselves as a mother and father of a church, you should run away from them. You don't ever introduce yourself as Mother Beth. I introduce you as Mother Beth, so you're okay. I never introduce myself as father. And, you know, uh, I am not run. your father. The one time anybody asked me, I was in a, I was during my uh, Southern Regional Medical Days doing my CPE and clinical. I did neural acute care. When, when I did neural acute care during my, my college, yeah. my seminary, I was forced to wear a collar oh, because no. in neural acute floors, so no nope. people would know. Well, they're unconscious. They don't know you're a priest. So you want to look like a priest, you know? Right. So you, you so the family knew you the were family the knew when you walked in there who you were. You're not respiratory. You're a priest. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, if, you know, so no, it's good reason. So yeah. I, it was good reason. You And it was because of where I was working and what I was working. We all, everybody it's so funny the baddest guys would have put a collar on they're like don't let anybody see me you know <laughs> but method some of us can wear collars we wear collars under the robes occasionally yeah so uh, i wear a collar when i preach in africa it's tradition when you're preaching you put a collar on mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I get in the elevator my first day at southern regional medical center and I, I punch the two somebody jumps right in the elevator i look good i've got my black collar my I, i've got my slacks on and the dude gets in and says excuse me father can i go to the third floor i just uh, stood there i didn't say a word to him he says excuse me father the third floor i said oh you're talking to me <laughs> luke i'm not your father <laughs> but i get three for you so i had to, you know what i mean, you know what I mean? I, yeah 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 i had to get used to that so like dr benetton yeah yeah when i first came a doctor we all came out of seminary doctor 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 we, we were doing our graduation that day i remember we all came out, doctor 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 and so I mean, I was someplace and somebody was no, hollering. at home. As at home. And somebody called. Call says, Dr. And I answered and asked, they asked for Dr. Benetton. And I thought, said, why would Troy's dad be here? Yeah, dad, <laughs> dad, my dad lives in Memphis. He's a real surgeon. He's a real doctor. I'm a, I'm a PhD doctor. Yeah. And so we like, she says, well, Dr. Benetton lives in Memphis. No, Dr. Reverend Benetton. Oh, well, that one lives that here. Yeah. That useless one lives here. <laughs> so it's like Mother Beth. M Mother Beth, I'm calling her that. She's not Mother Beth, but she's been honored by that because that's the, the leader of God's people. And we've got over here, Lucas. Hey, Lucas, how you doing? What's up? Lucas is doing well. Lucas in a white t-shirt. He's not in a in white t-shirt. All right, we already covered that. I know, but his publicist is going to be upset because his publicist has a black shirt on this one. I'm always in my black yeah, shirt. Yeah, I won't get hired. But for what's that, funny, Lucas, is now. I have yeah. worn a black shirt for every show we've done. Yeah. And in this publicity shot, in, I'm in yep, a white. Yep. So I didn't think about our publicists that. are going to go nuts. The good thing is we don't pay them, so they can't do anything. Yeah, it's a good thing they, they don't even exist. They so. don't even exist. Yeah. Psalms Volume 2 series <laughs> on the Doc Season 2, Digging Deeper in the Word series. We're on that. Songs for the Soul, Message for the Heart. Got good response out of some of these early ones. Thank you for the notes and comments people have been sending me. They were good. They I watched. Very good. They're good. They look good. We, I mean, yeah. yeah. Psalm 42 today. And we're going to actually cover Psalm 43. I should have that in the, in the graphics, but it really is based on Psalm 42. Psalm 43 probably didn't have, there wasn't even a Psalm 43. It's later when they were, they kind of added Psalm 43. So somehow they split these eventually, but technically they're, they're one song. The question is, were they like a part one and a later added part two, an anthology type thing? We don't know, but but Psalm 42, we'll also go into Psalm 43 and, and we're in part seven. So uh, we're ready to go here, I think. Um, and we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a good one. Gonna be a good one. I'm, I'm excited about this. If you wanna listen to this whole series, um, I preached on this back in the summerish of 2022, and they carried on all the way. I finished up the last one 
early this year, like in the first week of February, I did the number 10. They mm. spread out. I, I interwined them with some other stuff. So I went pretty heavy on them in the summer, last summer in 22. And then interwove interwove them then came back to them some in the fall and and they're multi-parts they're much deeper so if you want to go hear the preaching side of this and get deeper really what we're doing here is kind of working through them and kind of having more of a conversation and try to get it to an applied type uh thing for you but the psalms for us we chose uh if volume one was done another year before you can go on the doc on the doc we recorded those as well check those out in our season one so and now we're in season two so you can see these as well in volume two there were seven in volume one ten in volume two and what we did was I took a look at Psalms that I thought would help you propel your faith, calibrate your worship, uh, strengthen your individual walk. Psalms are things where you can get with God and kind of connect with God. And a lot of these are done through the lens of David who had a deep, deep relationship with God. So if we can get into these and kind of get a perspective on them, a lot of them will fit with us. And when you hear today's, I think today's is a, it's a bad day for David. Bad, bad day. David had a few bad days, but this is probably his worst day, uh, worst yeah. days here. And, I think we've all had bad days like this. I, one of our friends right now. I'm not uh, sure if it's been like this. Yeah, Jerry's uh, Jerry's mm. brother died. Uh, you know, no, yeah, last week. Yeah, Jim died last week, and I'm dating this. But then his 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 uh, his wife, uh, she had some sort of heart issue. Had to have some stents in. I mean, talking about the day after the a, a day after a funeral. She was probably already having the problems, and she th was. Then she had stents put in, and then the next day they find out the stents had the stent process had nicked her aorta, which can kill you. Mm. And she had to be flown yesterday to St. Louis to be saved. Gosh. They found it. They fixed it. Now she's got an extensive recovery with an aorta replacement of some sort. And you're talking about for, for her and their family, this has been that kind of a week, that week that you just we will never not forget. Yeah. Right. We've all had those. Right. And so what's going to be good about Psalm 42, Psalm 43, it's going to give anybody listening today, it's going to give you a tool. And if you're having that worst week, you're going to see how David handled it. And he was still a friend of God. He still had a relationship with God. That's the power. Some Psalms are up, some are down, but in the end, uh, God is still on the throne and David gives you tools to kind of live out your life by. So, so that's the reason we're doing this project because we want you to see these Psalms and you're having that kind of bad, bad if you're having like a one of those things you know you're going to be marked with this event. This is going to be one of these things you don't forget. Yeah. You know, probably go get in Psalm 42 and 43 and just spend some time with that and, and use it because there's a tool in here to help, and we're going to show you that right now. Let, let's go take a look at Psalm 42. If I get in the coughing fit, we'll throw the bumper up, <laughs> which I'm talking about a serious coughing fit. All right, Psalm 42 from the New Living. We're also going to read into Psalm uh, 43 as well. You guys are going to know this psalm right off the bat. As the deer longs for the streams of water. Come on. Mm -hmm. As a deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you. I, I had to do that in New King James. It just doesn't sound right here. So long for you, oh God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? Verse three, day and night. I have only tears for food. You can tell it's a bad day for David. Day and night, I have only tears for food. While my enemies continually taught me, saying, where is this God of yours? The enemies are even laughing at you. That, that happens. Uh, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of the Lord, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the, amid the sound of a great celebration, remembering when things were good. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Notice I have this in italics, if you're watching on TV here. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Why do I have that in italics? That's the chorus of a song, and it's in the psalm. It's the refrain. Mm. All right, check this out. 
now I am discouraged, deeply discouraged. But I will remember you even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mazar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas. It's bad. As your waves and surge tides sweep over me, it's like a hurricane. But each day the Lord pours, look at this, his unfailing love. Another word that you can use there, some of the versions use steadfast love. I love that. His unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his song, praying to God who gives me life. Oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Here comes the chorus. Why am I, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Psalm 43. Remember, there's no Psalm 43, and there's no title here in the original text. Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe heaven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God, and the course one last time. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Just You can tell this is a song written. Got course, I got I got verse, course, verse, course, verse, course. And like that 43, feels like it was kind of added on later to kind of bring it to a happy conclusion. So maybe they started writing the hymn in the worst day and they finished yeah. the hymn the day that they got back into Jerusalem. Right. That's what that's kind of what I envision. I'm not sure if that's exactly the case, but that, that that's I, I, I like that ending. So <laughs> this is Psalm 42, 43. It's out of book two of Psalms. So if you ever study Psalms, Psalms has five books. I got a chart up on that, mostly written by David. Now, uh, we don't think this psalm was written by David, but it's in the group attributed to David because we believe it was written, specifically it actually even says, written by the psalm, the descendants of Korah. But we believe these were the ones, they were with David when he was going through this and they were docu, kind of docudraming David's moment and they wrote this as a tribute song as he was going through the battle. So. I guess the word would be ghost-ridden. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of like ghost-ridden. It was written for him by these guys, and it was tribute to him, and he was there for it, and he would have have authorized it. So it would be an authorized autobiography song right. <laughs> you know kind of like, kind of like most books nowadays yeah nobody writes anything yeah. these days yeah i got a whole story i can tell you about uh, fake that. preachers but, <laughs> but, but you have a book you should have to write it yourself yeah we will come back to the term but and how do i know that there's a term called mash uh mash up my, my, my candy went all across my mouth <laughs> they're like mm. i thought it went flying it, I, it didn't go at you at least there's a term called mashal in the title. We're going to point that out in a minute. But So that kind of tells me it was written as a tribute. It's a, kind of something very special. It's an individual lamenting psalm. This is a psalm about a sad song day. It is just a sad song day. And I, almost everything tells you it's about Korah's sons who were part of the Levite family, and they were musical. They were the musical part of the Levites that played in the temple. They're with David when David is in exile because Absalom has come in, his son, taken over the kingdom. They fled away. They were mocked as they left, and they were thrown rocks at and laughed at. And now they sit on the other side of the Jordan, on the east side of the Jordan, in exile, 
kind of waiting on them to come maybe fight them, and they do fight them, and we know Absalom eventually dies, and they win the kingdom back. But this is sung while David's in exile. He's out of his throne, away from the temple, or the tabernacle, not temple at the time, and he is just miserable in his life right now, and everybody's with him, and it's just a misery, camp misery, absent from the sanctuary, and he is ultra discouraged. So I, I think the reason we're looking at this is we need to keep this in mind so that when we have, I think one of the best things to say is when when we have one of these days, uh, I'm trying to find a, a good example, is when we have one of those days in our lives when it's just been horrible, as I said, setting up, that we will have a song in our mind to sing that day that kind of reminds us that God will get us through this. Yeah. And really David was just, they were just singing. They were just trying to, they were trusting God to get through something they saw no way through. Okay. And we've, I think a lot of us have had those days. And I think that's where you're, whether, whether you find out whether your faith in God is real or that you, do you cling to something else? David never quit clinging to what he knew God could do. And so I think it's the power and powerful. And what he says in the middle of this, guys, is I thirst for God, I hunger for God. Now, I know it's strange. He's doing this, Mashel, and let me go back to Mashel because I promised to explain that, but let me put this word up here. Up on the screen, Mashel means that it is a psalm of teaching or a psalm of understanding. So when they write a, a, a song by Korah and it's a Mashel, it means that David decided to authorize this autobiographical song of his worst day because it's going to turn out okay. God's going to come through. And I think he did it because he wanted people to learn that everybody can have their worst day and everybody can get back through. Don't abandon God. Yeah. And so it's a song where the king says, I will be most vulnerable so that my subjects can realize that in vulnerability, God gets the glory. And I think that's yeah, powerful good. that yeah. David had the kind of humility. Most kings would write this out. If, if those of you that know anything about history in the Bible, the book of Chronicles, Chronicles one and two, and then there's there's Kings one and two, okay? The book of Kings, book of Chronicles. The chroniclers write one way. The Kings write another way. The, the, the Kings will tell you that, they, the Kings will never tell you what the King did wrong. The book of mm -hmm. Kings never tells you Chronicles tells you exactly what the kings did wrong. Right. And and actually kings only tells you about the good stuff. Interesting. They're almost parallel stories. Yeah. One's told by the king's chroniclers, one's told by the 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 prophets writing that on behalf of the followers of Samuel later on. So one of them cleans up the story. And the king always looks good in the end. Mm. And the other just tells you when the king was good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. You know, what I love about David is David is not scared to show you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, when he, when he, when you ride the Hittite and, and Nathaniel comes to him and says, you're the king that's the bad king. And he says, it, it is I. Mm -hmm. He owns it. And then he writes songs about it and about how he was humbled and he learned his ways. So I love the fact that David was vulnerable. And I think it's an example to us. I think that's why God loved David despite David. Is because David was 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 faithful, available, and teachable. He was moldable and repentable. Yeah, right. God, I think a lot of people think God can't love me. God can love you if you'll just be you, and admit you're just you, and you make mistakes. Or, or a lot of people think that they have to 
look like they're beyond reproach. So they, they keep that. They hide that. Yeah. Well, see, David was clear that you can hide nothing from God. Right. Right. Yeah, but right. you might as well not. He didn't even try. And so, and so and as a result, he didn't hide anything from the people. He danced naked, almost, almost naked before the ark and made his, made his wife mad. He didn't care because he says, you know, I'm dancing the way I went in before God. I, David didn't really care what the people thought. He thought he cared mostly what God thought. Right. And when he messed up, it's because he forgot about God, you know, yeah. and he just did his own thing. And so I love the fact that he comes clean. Which I, is the exact opposite of what society is today. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the power of the Psalms. Yeah. It is, is the real, um, uh, um, and they're, they're, they're just powerful. So the Mashal is a term of teaching. We're going to learn a lot from David. And there's a tribute. We know it's about the sons of Korah. And I, I, it doesn't say it specifically in it. There's just the inferences of where he's sitting, what he's looking at. And the only time we know he was there is we know in Numbers 26 that, that Elab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan. We know that the sons of Korah were killed because they rebelled back then. I mean, we know that Korah was killed, but the sons weren't. So we're told the sons of Korah wrote this. So this lot, is after way after Moses and that Korah rebellion was swallowed up. Yeah, that's Moses and Aaron. So a lot of people go. So there well, were some left to carry on. A lot of people read this and go, it couldn't have been the sons of Korah. They all died. They were swallowed up. No, it says verse 10 of number 26. But the earth opened up, swallowed Korah. However, the sons of Korah did not die. So it, it killed the direct family. But God was merciful and didn't kill the whole clan. Right. Yeah. So which so, he has done, which he's done. So this is a family that's still singing for God, who's seen what God can do. Mm-hmm. And this family re- so closely followed Moses and Joshua and the people afterwards. They were the closest to the king in writing Psalms in, the, in this day, hundreds of years later. They were still impacted by what happened, I believe, and had become more faithful than ever because they knew the power of God. They mm-hmm. also knew the power of mercy. Yeah. I think that's why they sung this song. I think they un- they could relate to this as at least as a as a family from their heritage. That's a great yeah. point. Isn't that a good point? That's really like that. And then I think the song was clearly about Samuel. David soon arrived at Manhattan. And we're talking about, it, it's going to talk about in the Psalm, him, he's there. But now Absalom had mobilized the forces. And if you look at where, uh, I got to say this again, Mahanam, Mahanam, I got it pronounced up there. Mahanam. Mahanam. <laughs> That's tough when you got a, a numb mouth right now because I got sepical in my mouth. I'm going for my next sepical here in just a second. And, and they're there, and we because we're told David's looking at Mount Hermon. So if you go to Mahana and you look north, you see you see Mount Hermon. I mean, so you can see he's where he is, and Second Samuel would tell you where it is in history. Okay, and remember, Samuel is Samuel follows just like Chronicles. It tells a story unadulterated. It tells you all the mess and the dirt and the garbage. <laughs> Kings cleans everything up and makes it just look spiffy. You know, it, it gives you stuff that you need to know, but it's too, way too spiffy. All right, all right. So, so we know it's in that period. So this psalm is a real psalm about a real David in a real time in a real place. He's in Manahim, and and you can I, I've got a little map up here. You can kind of. You can kind of see Mount Hermon. That's the big mountain in the forefront. And then Mount Lebanon's way in the back. And Manahim is 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 kind of oh, it's about where the arrow is where the north is. So he's sitting there in that where that little square is. He's sitting in those plains looking up at Mount Hermon, which is I mean, in Israel, it, I mean, this is like most people think of the desert. These are snow covered mountains twenty four seven. Wow. I mean, so these are the in Mount Lebanon, they've got snow on the top, like we would see at Pikes Peak. 
you know so it, it it's where the jordan is these three mountains are where mount mount ammon uh mount lebanon mount Hermon. all this forms what will become the jordan waters and and into the dead sea eventually you know sea of galilee and and below that so so it's it, it's the source of life he's looking he's sitting on that side looking at the source of life for all of israel Okay, so I want you. I, I need you to kind of think through that a bit. David's exiled. He's sitting in his camp. He's he's not at home, but he's desperately sick at spirit. Why is he sick at spirit? So we're going to get into that. Let me show you the picture. Uh, look at this. I put the Psalm six over this. Now I'm deeply discouraged, but I will remember you even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan from the land of Mount Mazar. He's sitting somewhere out here. That's what he's looking at. It's like a Colorado Rocky Mountain high. Yeah. Yeah, he's it looks pretty good to me. Yeah. It's probably cooler here than Jerusalem. It's yeah. probably more water. Right. He's probably got nicer settings. There's actually more lush uh fruit and vegetation. He's probably being fed better than he's ever been fed and he's the most miserable he's ever been. Yeah. Now you're going to find out why. That's anybody crazy. anybody want to know why? Why? Yeah. Why? David loved God. And for David and the Israelites, there was only one place you could be in the presence of God's throne. And that was before the tabernacle, sitting outside his house in, in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Wow. David, the Ark of the Covenant was sitting right there. Mm -hmm. And where the Ark was, David wasn't. That meant God's presence wasn't in his presence. We have that thinking now that if I go lay out by the lake, I can just have God time out there, right? Right. Yeah, I'll just spend time. You know, I, I go to Florida, sit on the beach, and me and God and Beth, we'll just sit there for days. <laughs> we will with Beth. Yep. We eat some fire seeds, feed the pigeons, and we just have God time. Yeah. But we do that because we know God is with us, and and the temple is now in us, and, and the Holy Spirit's with us. But they had no their worship for them was in the presence of God, and it was Psalm fifteen, Psalm twenty four. You had to send that hill. You had to come into that holy presence, mm -hmm. and there you found the presence of God. He's exiled from that. He's looking at the most beautiful backdrop you can probably get in their hemisphere, and he's miserable. Wow. He's stuck in Boonville. <laughs> Boonville. Does that say something about his love for God? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's huge. That he can't see even how good things are. Yeah. So there's a lament in this, there's hope in this psalm, there's vindication, and there's thanksgiving. And I, I'm gonna show you those here real quick here. We'll, we'll, we'll power through those. But I, I think it's good for you to see that he's looking at this, guys. I mean, that, that's his picture. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a gorgeous picture. I don't know what he's driving about. I just, <laughs> I just stayed right there. I would have rebuilt Jerusalem. You know what's funny is, you guys remember the the guys picked up the ark and started carrying it out with him. He make him, he made him take it back. So when he was leaving before Absalom got there, the the priests brought the ark out and they started with their possession going out. They brought it out and he told the priest, "You take it back." If God wants me to have the presence of the ark, then God will put me back in. Yeah. Wow. But I'm not taking the light of Israel out of Israel. Mm. I thought that, that was that is. I thought that was powerful. Yeah, it that's is. Huge. That's so humble. When that's you realize so, how miserable it made him, had right. he he could have just brought it over here, set up a tent, and had and, and guys, this is the area that you, do you remember when the Israelites came across two and a half of the tribe said we. Is it okay if we stay on this side and and we'll go over and fight, but but we want right. the land? This is right. the side that they were on. Wow. So it was actually a better side if you were raising cattle and you're raising livestock. Sheep. Yeah. Sheep. If you are, it was a better than Israel's side. So it was better for the plains and that, and they had better source of water. So, so I mean, David. I mean, 
he just wasn't going to take something that wasn't his. Right. He trusted God to put him in the right spot. Yeah. I just think that's beautiful. So let's, um, let me break this down just for a minute for those listening and kind of give you a little structure to this thing. Um, I, I love the concept. Do we long, do we long to be in the sanctuary of God, worshiping in the living God more than any other place on the planet? David did. Now we're fortunate. We can do that. We can do that during our lunch break. We can do it during our, right. we can go out someplace and do that. We know that. And, and and there's no problem with that today. But do you long to have some worship time? Do you have a quiet time? Do you have a daily time with God? Do you get away and just spend time with him in your own sanctuary, your yeah. secret place? Are you thirsty for God? Are you, are you hungry at all? David had everything, guys. He had all the water, all the food. He had this king was actually, the king was giving him refuge there was bringing him food from his own table. So they weren't hungry. They were probably getting king's portions of food, you know what I mean? Wow. And and I think so many of us, it's it's tough to ask, but you know, is God our first love so much so that if we had all this other stuff, it still wouldn't be satisfied? And the, the quickest thing I can think of, Beth, is uh, over the years, Lucas, we have done so many times, we've done so many weddings and seen young people, and we've been young people. And when young people fall in love, they're just in once, love. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, we were young. <laughs> you guys you, are still young. You <laughs> fall in love, and then you say, we will live off the love we have for yes. each other. It'll be like it's a fruit pie and a steak. We just love each other like a steak. Yeah. I have a steak with our love for you. You don't, we don't need, you say, you say, how are you guys going to live? You don't have a job. That doesn't matter. We'll live off our love. And it doesn't really work. But in the moment, in the moment, you can imagine nothing else but that. I think that's how cults get started. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's how a lot of relationships get started. They're kind of cult. They're kind of young cults, uh, you know. And and then then you know what happens is David has. I mean, he's so in love with God that he loses his hunger and he loses his thirst, and nothing is satisfying. I just wow. I just think David was seriously culted how, into God. How he? do you get there? That's a great question. You know, because I feel like the billion things that we have going on um today it's so distracting right like it's yeah hard. You're, you're you're pulled by distractions every um i would say every five seconds okay right? okay well and and you almost feel guilty for taking time yeah with god you right know, because like, you have people like depending on you right or something right, right. or you have a, a like for me it's like i've got a billion projects open oh, yeah. open-ended right now and i need to get them done and i told people i would get them done but it's like how important is that to the kingdom? But you know, I think that, compared to the kingdom. But I think I, I I think that's true. Yeah. And I have projects I've been trying to do for four years or so, and, I, and every day <laughs> I feel guilty. Yeah. But the but every morning I get up, the one thing I want to do is have my devotion with God. I want to read the Bible and I want to spend a few minutes with Him unadulterated. Yeah. And and like this morning, Beth and I got up today was one of the rare times when both of us have to go out of the house at the same time. Right. We're both, I mean, we both launched into the bathroom about the same time. Yeah. She showered and stepped over me and, and me over her in the bathroom and that. And I didn't change my thing because I was, I, I, I almost thought about, <laughs> I thought about I could come back and read my Bible in an hour and spend my time. We got an hour, but I have this routine and we know how to work around each other. We do it on Sundays and other times, but, but, but I thought if I wait, I'm going to get into the day and I won't get back to it. I got to do this broadcast today and I need to spend time with God because that's my, if, if I don't do that, my whole day is going to be off. Right. And I just, I just decided to sacrifice and just let her drip water over me and whatever comes over the shower on me and, and just <laughs> dig in and, and you I, I think you just get to where I've learned if I don't do that, it throws my whole day off and it's just not worth it. Right. And I've had times when I've had to catch up. Something's happened in the morning. I've had to fly out the door and then the next day I'm trying to catch up and you've had days when you, it just, you, you just feel, I feel dirty. 
yeah. I feel like I stepped out on God. I feel like, 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 like my beloved doesn't know I love him. I yeah. know God knows I love me. I know it's not performance based, but I just feel wrong when I haven't had a quiet time with God. I just yeah. do. That's no, I, yeah, that's how I am too. I mean, even today I woke up a little bit late and uh, went to the gym with your son and, uh, then and when I had coffee date with Lena, he needed to work then, out. He ate a lot of food last. Night. I fed him steak. <laughs> and, and, and then whenever I got back, I was like, okay, before I go to go yeah. start on my projects and my my work and stuff, I was like, I'm just gonna sit for like even, it was just ten minutes, right? You, so yeah. see, I I used to do that a little bit more like yeah. that, but I've gotten to where now my my day is like a downhill skier. Once you jump off that and go down that ramp, I can almost never get back in the box. Yeah. So I tough. just have to do it before I walk out of the house. So. Yeah. So, and I, I need an hour. I just need an hour of time. If I have to leave at nine, I, I can start at eight and be done at nine and be dressed and ready to go and have my devotion. And, and if I get more, that's better. But I can see where I can see where David longs and thirsty because when I don't do it, can you imagine it? Now he's removed for it for weeks and months. And even though he can, he knows the Psalms, not, he doesn't know the Psalms he's writing them, but he knows the Old Testament in his heart, what, what, the first five books, he can recite them. He can, he's got the priest with him talking to him. He just longs to be in the presence of God. Right. And we have the Holy Spirit with us now. So we we don't have excuse. <laughs> it's true. You know, yeah. we're not it's limited. True. I mean, yeah. Jesus said, Lo, I'll be with you always in the, in the age. So it's, it's just really good. I, I want you to see the power of the lament of Jesus. So the first four verses of this, you have that as a deer longs for streams. I thirst day and night. I have tears uh, for. Look, my tears, New King James, or King James, my tears have been my meat day and night. That's all you're eating is your tears. That's terrible. My heart, verse four, is breaking as I remember how it used to be. It's like somebody who's lost their boyfriend or girlfriend. It's very descriptive. Yeah, yeah it's very descriptive. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's deep. So David's, what I want to say here is David in these first four, the lament part, his, his soul had this insatiable desire, this longing for something he could not fulfill. Yeah. And it was just... I mean, it's it's bad. It's like when you know you need some ice cream at night and there's no ice cream, yeah. and and you don't go get ice cream and it's too late now to get ice cream because it's suddenly everything's closed at nine o'clock. Then you'll eat twelve other things in the kitchen to try to fill for the ice cream. But it's none never of it, satisfying. None of it works. Yeah. None yeah. of it works. You just get twice as many, ten times as many calories, and then the <laughs> next day you go get ice cream. Yeah. Yep. Like stale marshmallow. And then what's funny? The sometimes thing. you go get the ice cream the next day and it's not what you want then. Right. No. Yeah. But you had to do it's it. Too you, late. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th there's a good story that Beth and I can tell you that that we were years ago in Honduras doing one of our trips. And um, when we get to the airport in Honduras, there's not a lot of regular food in Honduras. So we tried to eat in those days things that weren't fresh. They had to be fried, cooked, or stewed. You didn't want fresh water or, or uncooked vegetables because the water there was so bad. So so we get to the airport, and, and I just... I needed American food bad. I needed lettuce. So I got there in the airport and they had a Burger King that had opened up and I got me a, a Whopper with lettuce and tomato and mayo thinking it's Burger King. It's no, it's Honduras, but it's Burger King. Right. Yeah. Did you get one too? Wrong. We yeah. No. no. Golly. <laughs> we got one and I ate that thing and it tasted just like a Burger King. It was good. It was Burger King. The problem is it's only a 90 minute flight home from Honduras to, to Mississippi to uh, to New Orleans. And we got in and I felt something about the last 20 minutes of the flight kind of you know that, you know that. And then we got in the car to head back for the nine hour ride back to there. And I tell you what, I I think I just about just evacuated all my parts from me over there. At home. <laughs> 
You and Jan. It, Jan, Jan Bishop had eaten one too. That's right. And Jan was worse than me. It was bad. It, it was the worst mistake I'd ever made was because I got there and my longing was so great that I, I made a bad decision. <laughs> I, I, I should have waited right. till I got off. Yeah, it was yeah. a bad decision. We can do that, can't we? We can get oh, crazy. Yeah. We can get crazy yeah. over stuff. Yeah. So I understand where he's at. You know, I, I love verse four. If I can share, I, I, I walked. Let's see. Let's see. My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers. He used to walk among the throngs of people. Psalm 15, the who coming up the hill. They're yeah. all coming to see. They're coming to attack his, his home. His house was built where he could see the tabernacle sitting outside. He could see the Shekinah glory of the, of the altar burning. And he, he could hear the singing of the Levitical priest day and night. So David was never in the past without the presence of God being worshiped in, in his earshot wow. from his balcony, you know, yeah. and he could always see the people come in. So he was, it was like he was used to it. And all of a sudden it was quiet, you know, <laughs> yeah. or maybe the snoring of some Lieutenant or general or something out in the field, but he lost, he, let me say this. David was lost in space. He, he was, he was a little mint. He was crying. He was in despair. The, honestly, he had everything around him, but none of it meant anything outside mm. the presence of God. And, and then, then what's crazy is in, in, in the second section of this five through six, five through 11, you get this hope section in his downcast state. He takes hope and he sings a chorus. I put my hope in God, despite the fact that he knows he trusts that God and he's doing the right thing and that there'll be a way through this thing. I'm discouraged. My heart's so sad. Why? Because my hope's in God and I'll praise him again. And my savior, let me put this up here, my savior and my God. And, 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 you know, I, I guess I, I want to ask the question. Have, have, have any of you out there to tell us on social media, tell us, you know, let us know. I mean, have you ever had that moment that pierces you? Uh, have you had an event that pierces you? you? You may have had more than one or two in your life when, when you've been through it and you've had the faith and confidence to know that God will get you through it. Yeah. But the memorial scar, the memorial scar, or let me say the memorial scare of the event. I've got scar up there. I think but it could be scar or scare well, scar would be a well no I, I i was thinking it could be it, it's a moral scar it's a moral scare it scared you so bad yeah the scare of the event will never fade you you can always know the guy got you through it but you always know we went through the we went through the valley and we came up the top right mm -hmm. but you'll never forget the valley yeah yep. And you know that God, he was with me always to the end of the age. He's right. riding that staff. Like him. Still, you you still have the song of 23rd Psalms going through the valley of the shadow of the death. I will fear no evil. Yeah. He, he going through, going to fear no evil by riding that. But you still don't forget the valley. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I mean, for me, I, I, I think the biggest time I've had for that in my, my life was Megan having her surgery. Mm, you know, wow. I've, maybe a couple more. When Josh was born, there was a little scare right at his birth. Right when Josh was being born, he went in fetal distress, mm. and that it was a scary. It was scary because it lasted 15 minutes. It was a ter most terrifying longest 15 minutes till the doctor came out and said, "Here's your son," because mm. they rushed her off. I was with her, and it was the only time we were separated in births. But it was emergency crash C-section, and they pulled her off, and they knocked her out too. So you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And the baby's in distress, and you think, is he is my is my son going to make it? And then they, all you see is boom, and you go. Right. I remember that night I held him up, <laughs> and I did kind of a roots thing from the movie Roots, Kunta Kinte. And I held him up to God, and just just and then he pooped himself so bad and then i called the nurse it was but but i remember holding him up to god and just, just thanking god so much that night while she was out unconscious from 
the the emergency C-section. That was a scary 15 minutes. Yeah. Scary 15 minutes. I had family around. I didn't stand with none of them. I, I just, you know, said, y'all stay here. I stayed here. And I was, it was a long 15 minutes. It was the longest 15 minutes by myself I've ever had. Yeah. Now, when Megan had her rods put down her back, that was what, 12 hour surgery? Nine. Nine, wow. nine, nine hour surgery at, at, at Le Bonheur. All day. Yeah. All day. And we were together. And just even watching her go off to it, it just broke my heart because there was nothing we could do to stop the pain. She was going to go through six months of rehabilitative pain and having to be on drugs. And, and it was there, there's nothing you can do to help her go through what she's going to go through other than be there with her. And I remember I, I slept every night with her at the hospital. The least I could do is be, I didn't leave her at night one night. Yeah. The, the only but thing they I provided for that, they, they, they're, they're a great, hospital. they're a great hospital. Oh my gosh. But I didn't leave her. Cause the only thing I could do for her was at least be there. Yep. Yeah. And so I was, I, I, I mean, I, I loved it when our elders here all drove down to see us and, yes. and, and, and bring us lunch. Yeah. That was so sweet of them to pray with her, and pray with her and it meant a lot to me at that time. They drove all the way down there just to do that. But that was my hardest time. I will never forget her rolling away to surgery and she hit on the, she hit on the, the doctor, the, uh, the intern yeah. doctor. She hit on him as she was rolling. He, was, he was so good looking. <laughs> I mean, he was a cutie. Are you, are, are you, are you, are you, are you single? Or are you, you're so McSteamy. You know, you <laughs> yeah. know, here she is on drugs, you know, that's my daughter, oh my you know, gosh. and that, Megan's pretty funny. <clears throat> that was a memorial scare, but I try. I had hope in God though. I could sing this course. I will put, let me sing the course here. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. My savior, my God. I had, I had hope in God. I wasn't lost in hope, but I will never forget the scare of the moment. Mm -hmm. So I can relate to David. I think everybody out here can, you know, and what I love is David goes from lament and he says, hope. Now the situation is not over. Our situation wasn't over. We was just beginning, you know, you put your trust in God. So, so that's what I love about that. We need to have the song gives us that course to do that. So, and, and what I really like about it is when we're, we're facing real battles and we know that it's going to have a memorial scar, let's say that. I don't think that shows a lack of faith. Some people say, well, you don't have any faith. You have faith. God's going to be good. Everything. Well, you, you know, live in your own shoes. Let me live in my shoes. I'm going to work. I'm a dad. You know, you know, you know, if the prodigal father, if Jesus tells us a story about the prodigal father waiting on the edge of his property for his son to come home, he didn't go after him. He let him make his free will decision, but he stood on the edge of his property, hoping and praying that he would come back. Yeah. If God's going to tell me a story that my father in heaven is that prodigal father, or Jesus is that prodigal father hoping for us to come back. It's okay for me to look at something and hope it's going to turn out okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I know I don't control that free will. I don't control everything else it'll take to do that. But I can stand out there with hope, knowing that my prayers that to God will go and I won't go and I answered. Yeah. So, so I I think it's okay to have. It's okay to have to know you have a challenging situation. It doesn't. It, it's real faith. And it's a real situation. Mm -hmm. And David's talking about his kingdom here and everybody here. So if David can have this, I can have my moment. You can have your critical moment. We can all have our critical moment. There's yeah. no, I, I think there's some Christians that want to act like that Christians cannot have a moment where they're scared. Memorial scare. Oh, yeah. Because Megan had some guy that just tortured her before the surgery about that oh, she just God. didn't have enough faith to be that God could heal her. 
Yeah, I remember that dude. She just had enough faith. The dude named Kermit. His name, nickname for me is Kermit the Frog. He came, he stalked her. He wanted to pray for her, and then he told me she. He everybody's ever touched gets healed. And then, then, then when I said, "Well, brother, if you think she can be healed, come on and touch her." I've known him for a long time, so he came and prayed for her. Then she didn't get healed, and so he said, "Well, the problem's not my healing power. Problem is she's got she's got something wrong with her faith wise." I said, "Well, I said my daughter may not be perfect, but she has faith in Jesus." So, so you're wrong there, buddy. Yeah, and we are not promised anywhere. And so, so we're not going to have well you know she was and, and you know in god's healing came to her through the surgery and through the process i believe in i've seen traumatic healing we would love no problem for god but also know god can heal other ways right. and, and god can use lots of ways so so sometimes you've got to go through a real situation right and the healing comes in going through the real situation yeah and sometimes god says i would like to take that thorn from you paul but i'm not going to but i'm going to leave it there because it's what's going to humble you to get you to the next situation right you're going to need to learn to, you're going to, I'm going to build a little character into you. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? I'm going to put a little fortitude in you. And if God took that from you, he would actually, he could be hurting you. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Now God didn't make Megan's back crooked. She was born with that. That's a factor that we're a fallen state, but the process has been a life changing for her, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's shaped her and it shaped us. and, 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 you know, it's a memorial scar for me still. Yeah. But it's proof to me that God is in control and he can make a way. Yeah. Um, I, I just love the whole thing. So so even in exile, remember, let's show it again. David's looking at the mountains, but I'll put my hope in God. I, I'm not where I want to be. He is not happy with that view. He is not. But I will remember you. Listen, but I will remember you even from the mountain, the distant mountain, Hermon, the source of the Jordan. So all the water we drink, I will remember you from there, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> they don't have a lot of water at all in Israel. He's at the one place where you can get a drink of water, you know, that's clean, no camel spit in it or pee in it or anything like that. And he's like, I'll remember you. He's like, God, I'm suffering today. I'm still gonna remember you. And, and God's like, I've got you in safety. I've got you. I've got you. You're going to be okay, David. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I've been like that though. You, you know what I mean? We've been like that. We over worry right. about stuff. So, so let's, and then, then we get to three here. Let me get to three here. Cause I gotta get, we gotta get this going here. Uh, in three, where's three? Oh, there it is. God's vindication. I love it. 43. Declare me innocent. Oh God. Now what's interesting about this, defend me against the ungodly people rescue me. This is I, for you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? He's aside. He's in another country on the other side of the river. Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? He's being oppressed by his enemies. Okay, so look at this. He really is hating where he's at, despite how beautiful it is. And he's asking God, can you go fight this battle for me? So his vindication is he turns to God and he goes, he leans into God closer. I think that's a good word for us when we're struggling and we have those memorial scare moments, lean into God. Yeah. I know people lean away from God. They start blaming God. They get angry at God. They, they walk away from God. They get distance in there. They, they go to other comforts. They start using drugs. They start go back to alcohol. They go back to other things. They go find, you know, old boyfriend or girlfriend and try to lose themselves in something, you know, play Donkey Kong, Candy Crush, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they do all this stuff. And, 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 but David pushes in on God and says, God, if I've been wronged here, you can vindicate me. I'm being tossed around, but I'm still yours. Mm. I love that. And then here's the last part. Here, here's the last part. This is the best part. The last part is number four, the Thanksgiving. Now, here's the catch about this, what I think. It's a prophetic Thanksgiving. 
Send your light out, your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, uh, to the place where you live. The altar, I will go to the altar of God, to the to God, the source of all my harp, uh, source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, oh God, my God. I don't think he's, I, I don't think when they wrote this, I don't think it had been resolved. I think what he's saying is, lead me back to the mountain, to the place where you live. That's the, the, the temple mound. I will go to the altar when I get there the source of all my joy, not this mountain picture. And I will pray, he's, he's making a declaration in advance that I know you're gonna bring me back. He's not back. Yeah. He's declaring, my God will bring me back. And it's a prophetic thanksgiving. What, what if you're in your worst moment right now, people, and you, you, you're lamenting, but rather than lamenting, you stop and we'll just sing the chorus. Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I'll put my, my God's got me. Yeah, I will praise him again, my Savior, my God. Don't go further away from God. A lot of us go further away. Don't go. Ask God to vindicate you. If you if you've been wronged, ask God to fight your battle. There's that song, "Fight My Battles." Song. Yeah. I love that song. Surrounded. Yeah, yeah. Haley does a good job with that in our church. She yeah. really does a good. Job. That's her best song for for us. And then, I, yeah, I, I've been surrounded. But 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 also, God, if I've done something, show me where I need to be repentant. You know, God, if 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 something's broken and unpure and unclean in me, show me how to restore a clean heart. Mm -hmm. Psalm fifty one. Because I want to put my hope in God, I want to praise Him again. I love the fact that He's lamenting, but He's figuring out how do I get back. And then vindication is God's hand. And then what I love about it is He prophetically says, "I know God will get me back to where I need to be." So, so I guess. <coughs> sorry. Do, do, how much do we long in the sanctuary of God to be in the sanctuary of God and worship the living God? Do we do we do we want that more than any other place? David's on the prettiest place in his part of the planet, and all he wanted to do is get back to his altar outside his palace on a hill called Mount Zion yeah. and look at the Temple Mount. And to be honest with you, it's not the prettiest place in the world. No. But what he was looking at was the footstool of God, and he considered the footstool of God the prettiest place in the world. It reminds me of John the Baptist. When John the Baptist is asked about Jesus, he says, I preach, I am not the Messiah, but I preach about one whose footstraps I'm not worthy to even untie. Mm -hmm. Wow. You can hear David's love and going, I just want to get back to the footstool. Mm -hmm. I just want to see the toenails location. The toenails. Toenail location of God. <laughs> And until I get there, I could care less about this holy mountain, this this pretty uh, snowy mountain and this lush vegetation and free meals I'm getting from this king across in exile. I got to get back into the presence of God. And I feel like that some days, it, the few days I've missed my devotion, I just feel off till I get back to my Bible and get in it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Some There's people out there that are hearing me and relate to this. If you're out there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. Go to our social. Tell us about your routine that you that where you connect with God every day. I, I would love to see some testimonies, but I would also like it to be a testimony that would be positive because other people that maybe don't have an established routine, they could see what it looks like to have this place where you get fed and you get you get watered by God, the living water that is so desirable. I think there's people out there that if you would get a practice and you begin to feel the presence of God every day guiding your life, even in the little decisions, you will begin to feel what it's like to not, you know, not have that. You know, Beth and I, sometimes she goes to Memphis and spends time with the granddaughter. I'm good for a day or two, 
because <laughs> because I get more bed space and all this stuff. But about the third day, I'm really longing to have my friend to talk to you, to, to talk deeper. And we talk on the phone, but but I miss that. So you don't you won't you won't know what you're missing until you experience the relationship first. Yeah. So dive in deeper. Dave, David was so far in that he was he was basically lovesick for God. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's good. So wherever you are, I know it's tough. We've all got issues. You know, it's been a tough year for a lot of us, you know. Do you long to be in the Here, sanctuary? Years. I've had one of the toughest years I've ever had this year. This last last 12, 13, 12, 14, 24 months. <laughs> That's two years. But <laughs> but I, I have. I've had a really, 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 really tough year. But, you know, do you long to be in the sanctuary of God, worshiping the living God more than any other place on the planet? I'd say yes. And I've learned that when I'm having those challenges, if I can just get back to that course that I put, I'll put my hope in God. I'll, I'll, I'll see His face again. I can get there. I, I want to wrap up with this. I, I think this is powerful. All this year, I'm gonna see if I can go find this. I got it here, and I'm gonna close up in a minute with it. But if you can get over the cough, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, all this year, I've had such a challenge, and God's been challenging me to kind of change the ministry paradigm and where I'm going and how I'm going to see God and how I'm going to connect. And I've just, God just told me multiple times to be patient, be obedient, and and just kind of, I'm going to show you how to do this. And you've been through that with me, Beth, and Lucas has been through this with me. And I, I've seen God take me from thinking that I would, I would leave this place to realizing what he said to me was not leave this place, but sit down in this place. And I'm going to show you what I really want you to do. And I always thought, I always implied it as I was going to go someplace else. And I kind of got a little bit excited about that. Then, then I got scared because it really, I realized God was showing me opportunities here that were greater than that. I thought, well, I don't want to leave that. And in the process, what I learned was I learned to be patient with God because God had my best interest. Just let him finish the process. And then I heard God one day say, you can go now. When I was in the toughest times of this, uh, early in the year, I heard a song uh, through Jesus Image Church by, what's her name, Stephanie? What's her? Gretzinger. Gretzinger, called Show Me Your Face. And it talks about just show me your face, Lord. You know, it, it basically says that no matter what I'm living through, no matter what I've seen, no matter what's going against me, if I can just only see your face, it'll mm. get me through. Yeah. And so when I've been going through this most challenging time this year, I have actually found this song, the most comforting song, mm. and there's a cry in it. It, 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 the first time to get through, but when she steps it up the second time and she just cries to God, if I can only see your face, it breaks me almost every time I oh, hear gosh, it. I just, it just yeah. reverberates yeah. deep in you because what happens is it's like David. Yeah. If you could just get me back to the tabernacle where I could see your face, I could be filled again. I'll be fine. And I know if I can just, if I can just get there, I don't care about all this other trauma just show me your face and so i think that song for me is my psalm 42 and 43 song i didn't have that story when we covered this before so i couldn't talk about it but doing this now today for me show me your face was my psalm 42 so when i hear psalm 42 i'm just reminded that i don't care what's coming at me all i need is to keep that relationship with god and david was able to keep that even out of exile because he knew what it was like to have one and he could stay calibrated on saying, I got to get back to see your face. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap up this episode. It's been good, right? Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Psalm 42, 43, go check it out. We're going to be back with Psalm 46 
a mighty fortress is our God. It's exactly what you think it is. We'll get you all connected to that. You're going to love it. Go to onthedoc.org to find out more about us, our platforms and all our stuff. Info at onthedoc.org is our email. Email us. Go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes to watch us or hear us and the other platforms. And we'd love to hear those testimonies on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. Share this with others. Notify, subscribe, like. Find a way to partner with us if you want to as a partner or a sponsor on Patreon. If you don't have a church home, go to Community Faith Church and check it out, cuftv.com. Watch our site. Check us out. Come out and visit us 10 o'clock on Sundays. Wednesdays at 630, we'd love to have you if you don't have a church home. Now, what I've done is we go out. So Lucas is going to put on the back of this. I'm going to close out this right now. I'm going to let you experience uh, Stephanie's version of Show Me Your Face from the Jesus Image Church. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Go find their stuff. Their stuff is enthralling. Their worship's great. Uh, uh, they're doing good stuff now. Uh, there's also a version of this Upper Room that I listen to that Lucas has that gives me. Um, I know this at Bethel, Upper Room, and Jesus Image are the three hot happening places right now uh, for worship. And I see yeah. them intertwined and doing stuff together. It's just amazing. And it's amazing. The anointing it, and it has very much a little bit of a house of prayer deal. So as you go out, Psalm 42, 43, whatever you're facing, know that if you can have a relationship with Jesus, he can get you through. Just keep your eyes on him. He'll show you the way. So check us out. We'll see you soon. We'll be back for part eight and uh, have a good time as you listen to this last part of show me your face. Moses stood on a mountain Waiting for you to pass by You put your hand over his face So in your presence he would And all of Israel saw the glory, and it shines down through the air. Now you've called us to boldly see your face. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. And then guard up my legs that I might stand in this world. David knew there was something more 
than the ark of your presence in a manger messiah was born among kings and peasants and all of israel And it shines down through the age. Now you've called me to boldly see your face. Wash us your face. Show me your face.
lift our hands to the Lord. Lord, tonight we surrender to you. Wonderful wind of the Holy Spirit. Because it really is not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. Holy Spirit, move tonight reveal Jesus to us. Reveal Jesus to your shepherds, to our hearts. Touch us all, Lord. Why don't you ask him in your own way? In your own way, ask the Lord to touch you, to touch you. Not the room, ask him to touch you. Glorify Jesus here, Lord. Glorify Jesus. Give all the glory. Steph, I keep hearing that first verse again. Moses stood on a mountain. There's something about it. There's something about it. Just close your eyes, friends. Let's just worship. Moses stood on a Waiting for you to pass by. Come, Lord Jesus, come. You put your hand over his. 